You couldn't hear anything for a minute. I had you turned down. You're up now, though. You're up and good, and we welcome you. Good afternoon. Time for leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Dodger, Danny sitting in for the, well, wherever. In the pool. Yeah. Rum Tum Tony, wherever he may be. (laughs) Anywho, we welcome you to the Friday version of the show. We've only got uh, one more of these. One more Friday show. What is today? 12th? Yes, 19th. Sir. Yeah, one more Friday show. Woohoo. It'll be network for the better part of the next uh, probably 12 or 13 weeks on Friday. Football Friday time. Can't wait. Can't wait. So ready for it. Now you 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 typically head down on the sideline, don't you? You get to you get to get up close. Yeah, my son. On the home games. On anyway. the home games. Yeah, yeah my yeah. son and I like to go down there and watch and he runs through the Tiger head with with and, you know, with the players and he loves that it's a good time is it from from the stands you can, you're limited in what you can hear from down there right up close to the action you, you kind of get an earful yeah you hear it all and i like that i like the aspect <laughs> mic can, them up yeah i mean you can hear the hits i mean it's you know real life i'm not I talking mean, about the hits <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about i mean these players are playing, you know, some of them, it's their last few games playing. They're sure. going all out. These coaches are coaching, you know, some of them. And it hasn't been that way, obviously, at, you know, THS, but coaching for their jobs on the other teams, oh, you know. Yeah. So they're going nuts. Um, I like – I'm not a super big fan of being down there the whole time because you don't get to see everything develop because you're right on top of everything. Right. But when they score going your way and, you know, Blaine's running down the sideline with them, it's pretty cool. It's pretty pretty special. So and first game's at Jerry's World. Yep. You going? That depends on what TISD does as far as letting us out of school and what we're doing the next day because, you know, we won't get home till you know, late, late, 30. late, late. Yeah. And so uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's Jerry's world. I mean, we, we are absolutely planning to go. It just, yeah. unless the school district makes it impossible, which I don't think they would, but we'll see. Have you been to a game there? I've seen, uh, yeah, one uh, Lions and Cowboys. Lions Cowboys game. All yep. right. So you've been there. Yeah, it's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. It's, it is. It's the circus yeah, in town. It's a ve- yeah. I was not ready for everything that was going on, but yeah, it was a spectacle. Yeah, I was talking to Keith, and, and Jason, of course, was there, but I was talking to Keith about it before. Keith Shooty, who's going to call the Texas High game on Thursday, the 25th, the opener. And uh, he has not done a game from there yet. I've done a couple. And it is a – they for the radio folks, they stick you up in a corner – you're in a corner booth, Brad Sham's booth, corner booth, and you expect this is going to be awesome. And at first, it's kind of, you know, like, whoa, takes your breath away. You're up so high. It's so crazy. I mean, Cowboy Stadium calling a football game. This is nuts. And then you start to realize it really is a struggle to call a game from up there, especially if you don't have spotters, you don't have people who are, you know, helping you out with stat kind of stuff, although they, they supply you with some of that stuff. But from play to play, you are so far away from the action. It feels like you're not even at the game. 
It's like you have to have binoculars to be able to see. And now you've got the massive screen in your face. But that's in the playoffs. Are they going to have the massive screen following I everything in a regular know. season game? See, that's what I'm worried about. Like, I'm not obviously not calling the game, but that's what I would be worried about if, you know, when it's a state championship game, of course, it's on yeah. TV. It's going to be, you know, they'll have all the camera guys. Right. But I can't really imagine the, cow- the, the, you know, videography being any good, even if it's there. So I don't know. I was just disappointed that we got bumped from the star because the star's star, awesome. The star's a great place for high school football. Cause it's, it really is. Because it's a great venue and you're all packed in there and it feels like 100,000 people in there just because everybody's so yeah. tight right on each other. You know, I have not been to a high school football game at Jerry's World, but I can imagine it was pretty empty because there's so many seats there. It feels like it, even with 30,000 people there, which is a pretty good number, it feels kind of empty. But they do a good job of packing the folks into the middle part, and so you at least get the noise concentrated right in the middle. But if they don't have the big screens on, I can't even see how you call a game from up there. And and what I mean by that is you can see, you know, it's first game. So you don't know everybody. You don't know the other team at all. You can't get close enough to see who's actually making tackles. You can see, you know, offensive obvious stuff, the handing off. You can actually see that better than you can closer because you can see if it's play action or if he actually handed the ball off. But as far as anything about tackles in the line of scrimmage area, yes. not out on the uh, forget it. Yeah, you can't be, see it. It's got to be impossible. It and, is. and and with it being the first game, new guys coming uh, in, trying not to, you know, trying to work guys in to see how everybody gets some playing time. I can only imagine. Keith's call sheet has got to be absolutely ginormous trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then again, unless he has binoculars in his hands the whole time, which he might, I don't know, it's going to be very difficult to call that, to see anything. So those of you who are not able to go to Jerry's World for the first Texas High game and you're tuning in to, to Keith Shooty here on uh, on the fan, appreciate the work. He's going to be putting in some work that Thursday night. Yeah, I plan on for him. Yeah, I plan on, you know, obviously being there. If I'm there, I'll have my headphone in and trying to listen to him call the game i'd like to you know hear it i know it'll be probably a couple seconds behind but it'll be cool to hear it i mean some some teams only get there once you know yeah so well and like i said they shouldn't even be there was at the star got moved because of stuff yeah because of stuff you know the more pressing cowboys practice yeah it is no absolutely it is but um but it's weird that you set this thing up and then go back and go oh yeah wait a minute we're yeah. practicing now. Sorry, we had that on a schedule for the last eight months or six months. Or right, months. and it just makes it really hard because there's a lot of students that I know would want to go that yeah. their parents are not going to let them go because we're going to get home, home so late and, you know, all that jazz. So just a little disappointing that's Just Thursday. move it to a holiday. Just say, you know what, we're, it's such a unique thing. It's just There's no school the next day. Can that, you do that? I don't know, maybe. Or late Kill start. One, late Kill, start. Late or start, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Either way. Hey, coming up today on the program, um, volleyball's just around the corner for the folks over at Texas A&M Texarkana. Madeline Halford's the uh, head coach. She's going to be in here at 5.30 as we get ready to uh, kick off the season. They're about a week away from the uh, opening game, and uh, we're going to get a first chance. Tony's visited with her on Kirk & Company before, I believe. I have not had a chance to get her uh, in here for the afternoon show, so she's coming in today. They've been practicing up. She's got a full roster now, has a schedule now. First time she was on the air with Tony, had none of that. We had no players. We had no roster. We had no schedule. Now we've got all of that, and we're actually ready to um, get volleyball going 
for real at Texas A&M Texarkana. So uh, she'll be on at 530 and we'll talk up some volleyball. Yeah, it's exciting. I follow AM's athletic page on Instagram and they put some pictures up of them and the new cross country team. And oh, yeah. so, you know, AM slowly but surely, you know, you guys years ago said it's it just takes a little while to percolate and once it starts to go, it goes. So very exciting to have all the different sports and opportunities for uh, you know, individuals to uh play some college sports. Dodgers have won ten in a row. <laughs> yes, sir. Been rolling, folks. Joey Gallo. I finally the big got, addition. Got off the schneid and got a home run, yeah. a home run the other night. Yep. All right, so you obviously are a lifelong fan. Yeah. This is a pretty good streak going right now. And, and really, I'm, the impressive part was they swept San Diego last week. That was huge, especially after they made that big trade and they were talking a bunch of mess about, you know, it was Manny Machado who I despise. And, <laughs> and he. Well, now why don't you like Manny? Well,. He came and played for us. We picked him up at the trade deadline, right. and he he did not exude the professionalism that he should have when he played for the Dodgers. He stomped on a guy's ankle. He slid late and tried to break up a slide that was really late. I mean, he's so just, he played kind of like he did in Baltimore. Yeah, I yeah, mean, they knew what they were and getting. Then, and then after he signed with San Diego, he made a wisecrack to a fan when he was on the on deck circle that they he would bet his entire salary, his new contract, right. that he would World Series in San Diego before we would. Ouch. I wonder if... Uh, he didn't pay up. You know he didn't <laughs> That fan got a handshake yeah, on that. But Manny Machado said that, you know, good luck pitching to that lineup. Yeah. And Tatis isn't there yet, I know, so that's one of the other holes that he can fill. But, you know, we shut him down. I mean, I think they scored five runs in three games, so it was pretty awesome. Pitching beats hitting every time. Absolutely. I, and, I, and I like San Diego's lineup. It's very... It's, it's, it's good. Like San Diego's pitching staff. Very good. Pitching beats hitting. Yep. I don't. You know, you get you get hot maybe, but we get in a series with high quality arms. I'll take pitching over hitting every time. And that's what scares me the most about the Mets. Yes. Because they have two bulldog fighters who are going to go up there. One's going to throw 102 and go nine innings, and the other guy's going to go, you know, 95, 96 and go 14 innings if he has to. Yep. He doesn't care. Nope. Um, and so that's a scary part of getting into a series with those two guys back-to-back. That's why I think it's real crucial this year to be the number one seed and get that by, and hopefully those guys get used and you only catch them once in a series instead of twice. If you had to take one pitcher – not on the Dodgers. Yep. Who would you take? Does age matter? Your your pick. Um, right now, you can't not take Scherzer or DeGrom. I mean, I know they've had injury problems, but those guys are just bulldogs. They're, they're just like Kershaw is, in my opinion. Kershaw's at that end of his career but when he was right and younger yep give me the ball i'm gonna go win if we if we lost four in a row and it's my day to start they weren't gonna lose they were not gonna lose i mean even if he had to like throw the entire game sure he was not gonna lose he had that mentality and so having that kind of mentality is 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 pretty amazing when you have multiple aces because that's you're talking about you're talking about a guy who believes i'm the best guy in this rotation no question we need a win. I get the win. Give me the ball. Yep. Having two of those in New York, because they got two of them. Yep. They can either feed off each other, and we've seen guys feed off each other, the Schilling and Johnson kind of thing. Yeah. You had one in one A. Dynamic. Or you get the guys who are so ego ridden they can't put it away, and they don't. I'm going to overthrow because I got to throw harder than that guy. I got to strike out more because he struck out ten last night. I got to get eleven. 
it was pretty awesome when DeGrom, he's been back. He's had three starts, I think, but his first start back at um, in New York, Scherzer was sitting there, and they showed it on on all the networks, but they did, had a cam on him the whole time, and he was just smiling ear to ear the entire time that DeGrom yeah. was there because he knows when this team's right and it's him and I – and and what they have other pitching, they're pretty stinking good too because they they got a lockdown closer. I mean, Diaz is yeah, good. it's 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 mm. that team is scary. I mean, they the the Braves are really good too, and they just put the Braves in the rearview mirror. I, I said that yesterday. I thought Francisco Lindor coming back and actually playing well this year after playing so poorly, at least out of the gate last year, the free agent thing and going to New York and having all the. Fl- it, for, I mean, I don't play Major League Baseball, obviously, but I can only imagine leaving Cleveland. And no, no slam to Cleveland. I know no. sci-fi guy. No slam. No small market but team. But small market team, small market attention. You're a big fish, little pond, and you up and go to New York where it's 24-7 sports talk. You're prince of the city kind of thing. Everybody knows you. The distractions are completely hundred percent and the expectations are through the roof in Cleveland they appreciate you you're a good ball player but they don't expect you're going to light the world on fire you didn't have a humongous contract they don't think you know you're not in the, the center of the world right now, if you, now you go, go to New York and try to deal with that yeah, in New York you go one for 12 they're booing you and in in Cleveland they're not that's just it's not that big a deal um, I read an article the other day where it said our 300 million dollar man is finally worth it yes you know so they're they're, they but next week it'll be you know if he if he slumps it's just you know it's and that's the hard part about being in baseball you get in a slump and you start hearing those voices and then you're done I mean that's what happened last year you know he was injured and all the things that happened but he just had a horrible year and and I'm glad to see him play well because he's one of those faces of baseball too we talked about Joey Gallo and and moving from New York to Los Angeles and he's from one you know fish pond to another one or fish bowl to another one but a whole different mindset about it in Los Angeles he talked about the fans were brutal in New York he's all, he's playing for the Yankees fans are brutal the media was brutal it never stopped you're in a slump and like you said you go one for 12 and now you're pressing so hard that you're one for 20 and you're pressing so hard you're one for 30 and you can't get out of it and you're overthinking it instead of just playing baseball yeah he doesn't have to be the man in in LA and you know, I was watching their game, and their hitting coach, Robert Van Skoyk, um, he's one of those, you know, launch angle guys. And uh, he he came with a different approach with Gallo. Gallo has had uh, multiple hits to the left side. Finally. Oppo. Finally. Driving the ball that way. What? You mean the shift isn't going to work if he does that? Right. And And the thinking is also, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, just using Dodgers, Max Muncy, Bellinger. Yeah. When the shift ends next year, you know their numbers should skyrocket because they hit the ball into that shift a lot, and it's not a hit. Right. You know, so um, a bunch of hard hit balls. So you know, Gallo doesn't have to be the guy. He can be you know a guy that plays every couple days, and there's no there's not as much pressure on him. All right. Sixteen minutes after five o'clock, we're going to take a break. Madeline Halford coming up here in about fifteen minutes. Volleyball coach at Tamu T. Come back and talk a little uh, scrimmage going on in uh, in Texarkana last night. We'll talk a little bit about Liberty Ilo and Tatum, as well as uh, an intriguing human interest clip that made its way out from a baseball game at uh, Little Guys this past week. We'll come back and chew on that one. 
When we return, leaving the yard, Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams in on the fan 107.9. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Twenty minutes after five, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams, sitting in this afternoon. Tony will be back on Monday. Madeline Halford, the uh, volleyball coach at Tamu T, scheduled to come in at five thirty this afternoon. All right, um, we were uh, taking the break and getting uh, a little tease in there about Liberty Ilo's scrimmage last night. Our old buddy Whitney Keeling was in Texarkana last night with his Tatum Eagles. I'm that. School's gotten out in the field since Whitney took the uh, head coaching job from Wascom back in the spring. He's got a team that looks the role. They, they look the role. They got guys that are pretty big and fast on defense. They got a good-looking quarterback. We watched the controlled scrimmage part of the thing with Liberty Ilo last night, and they looked the role. They, they just they looked it. Then we got to the actual first quarter or one quarter they were going to play of here we go. No scripted plays. You just go and do your... St- Liberty Isle got after him last night. You were making mention of a, a video you saw from uh, Daquan Prevo, who... Uh, One hand along the <laughs> sideline, tight rope, cut back, gone. Yeah. And, and there was multiple ones from, uh, you know, from LE that multiple guys that just, as soon as they got it, if they, as soon as they got to open field, oh. forget about it. They were gone. It's the... It is... If you're a Leopard fan and you've watched them probably since, oh, I would guess that 2006-2007 run when they got their way to a state championship, they've had the same issues a lot over those years. They got skill position guys, and you just never can seem to get a full handful of linemen that you think are these are offensive linemen that are going to be able to play. I don't know that it's any different this year. They've got five parts that are in there. And you hope they gel together, but it's forever an LE problem. There just aren't a bunch of 270 and 80 pound kids running around LE. There just are not. Haven't been for 15 or 20 years. But they have got some guys that can fly. And Zach Fowler was in here a couple of weeks ago and was talking about that receiver room. And he says, I got some guys. I got some players. If we can give the quarterback time, I got guys that can get down the field. Well, 
They got guys that can get down the field. And they got a quarterback that can chunk it. Yeah. And there was another clip on there of the running back who he got the handoff and he was gone too. So, I mean, talk about every single position. They got skill players. Yep. So, it'll be really fun. Uh, when Liberty Allo's good in, in town, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun because you get you know a lot of teams doing really well. It, it's a lot of fun. Well, the challenge is always in find five guys that can block. Find five guys that can stay healthy and they can block, and you got a chance to make some noise. So, just a, it's a scrimmage. It means nothing. Tatum's a team that's playing under coach for a first time. He's still trying to figure out what he's doing. But that was that. If you're a Leopard fan, it's a good sign. That's a good sign. It's a good sign. You come out of that last night thinking, you know what? We're going to be exciting. I don't know if we'll win 10 games in a row, but we're going to be exciting. They're going to get the ball down the field, and they've got some guys that can make some plays. And they got guys on defense that fly yeah. around too. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're going to be they're going to be good. And their best guy wasn't even playing last night. So, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, Little League World Series. This is a couple of days ago. I'm only bringing it up today because we actually talked about it a little bit today at, uh, at school. So we got a young man, I think it was what, Oklahoma team and a Texas team playing each other. Is that yes, right? Yes, sir. And kid from Texas is pitching. And he throws a pitch in not, in, not on purpose. Came in high and tight. Actually was tailing toward the batter and clipped him right on the bill of the batting helmet, looked like. And knocked him into the ground. And I'm sure his life flashed before his eyes, as it would for all of us. And it took a couple minutes to get himself composed and got back up and went down to first base. And by the time he'd gotten there, the young man who was on the mound pitching for the Texas team was now struggling with the reality of I just hit a kid almost in the face. And this isn't for money. This isn't a profession. He's not trying to back a guy off the plate that's trying to steal his cheese. I mean, he's, you know, (laughs) they're, they're kids playing baseball. Absolutely. And all of a sudden... You are so wrapped up in the fact that I could have really hurt this kid, and I didn't mean to. And now I don't really want to. I don't want to play right now. I mean, I, I could see every any kid saying, "I don't want to play right now." Not the kid being hit, kid throwing the pitch. I don't want to throw. I don't, I don't want, want to throw. At least not pitch right now. No, I don't want to pitch right now. I don't want to hit anybody else. I feel bad about it, and he, he struggled to get composed. And the kid walks off first base and goes over to him. The batter does, wraps his arms around him. Tells him, get after it. I'm okay. Let's go. Now, you, Mr. Baseball Guy, as we're all going, oh, that's such a that's such a touching moment. And it really is. I'm, it's a human moment. It's a human moment, yes. But. But. There's a <laughs> Here big you go. but. There's a big we're but not, in this. <laughs> yes, they're kids. But they're not babies. They've been playing this game. They're 12. But they've been playing the game for probably seven, eight years, some of them. You have a chance to go to the ultimate prize of going to the Little League World Series. You want that guy rattled on the pitching mound. And his coach was trying to do a good job of getting him out of it. But I think, and I don't ultimately know who won, but... Texas. Texas ended up winning. The pitcher's team won, yeah. So, I mean... You got a guy on the ropes. It was bases loaded in the first inning. I think it was three nothing. You're behind. You want to score. You know, you pat your kid on the back if if he's the one that goes out there and does that. But also in the back of your mind, it's like just leave him out there. You know, like <laughs> I know I'm the bad guy. You I know are the bad I, guy. I know I'm the bad guy. And you know the 
the PC thing to say is, oh, that's great. He should have done it. I wish my kid would do it. <laughs> and you do. You want your kid to be that kid who gets the national spotlight of giving the kid a hug and saying it's okay. But deep down, if you're that coach of the other team, you're like, no way. Just We need this guy so messed up that he cannot pitch anymore. And we need to get – because, you know, they don't have that many arms. You know, by the time you made that long run, you know, you're – pitchers you don't have that many number one number two you know you they're at their innings limit and so you want to get there and that's the ultimate prize and that it's huge for little league to get to that williamsport little league world series so mm. i can't even take you serious yeah. right now well, the, i can't that, that's the way it is ask any would you have gone 12 years old would you have gone to the pitcher's mound absolutely not absolutely not no you way. would not have nope really nope because I know when I pitched, I I threw a pitch when I was roughly that age, kid in a line drive back off my head. Right. There was nothing there. You want to play, you want to win. <laughs> and I guarantee you, if you asked all all twelve of those kids on that little league team, how many of them would have done it? And I guarantee you there's only a few that would have. What does that say for us? That we want to win? Yeah, but is that winning at all costs? No, it's not. Someplace in there. But the there. older and older you get, the more and more real it becomes. And for a kid who's 12, that's the realest it can become. Now, I'm not saying that Little League is the best thing ever. I have problems with Little League. But, you know, if you are on that stage, you're on ESPN, I mean, you want to continue that run. Well, sure you do. It's special. Yeah. Oh, Super I get special. It. I get all that. But I also get... No, I, and I get that too. I you know, understand. We, we've seen track and field events where a runner's gone down or blown a hamstring, and competitors walked with them to the finish line. We remember those. You yeah. know, there's somebody. Somebody's on the podium every day, but we remember the guy or the woman or whatever that I did the human thing. I guarantee you, it wasn't the guy in the lead that stopped and walked with him. It's not happening. If that's a chance to go to the Olympics, you're not no, stopping. I, I, you're I going. It. I get it. And so the guy who stops is the guy who's right in front of him or the guy that caused him to fall that's behind him and they have no chance of winning. Yeah. Unless your dad's running out on the track like at the Olympics and helping you. Now, that's a human interest story. That's human interest. That's human interest. Father's love of what running if, out What there. if it was a dad coming out and it wasn't your kid that went down? That's a human interest story. If it's not my kid too? Yeah. Yeah. But for that my would kid. be a thing. Like you're you're watching yeah. another kid goes down. Yeah. You run out and help him to the finish line. That's human interest. Yeah. If you, you have no vested interest in that at all, yeah. other than you're human. But, yeah. True. Sorry. We'll ask Madeline. Okay. We'll see if she gets here in a few. Madeline Halford, the uh, volleyball coach at Tamu T, coming up next. Around leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams, in the Ultra Fan Cave. Here on the Fan 107.9. Hello, this is Sidney Moncrief, former Razorback and NBA player. I know what it means to be strong defensively. You can help your team win. When it comes to COVID-19, your best defense is a COVID-19 vaccine. Getting the vaccine makes you a true team player, helping protect those people around you, especially those at high risk. So when it's your turn, don't miss your shot. I know I didn't. 
Sponsored by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and UAMS. Welcome back. 26 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Check Zach, Dodger Danny Williams in here. And I was about to send out a, a search party. Wace is probably wondering why, because I said, no, there's no coach here. She's here, though. So never mind, Wace. Go back to sleep. Uh, Madeline Holford is the uh, head coach for the Texas A&M, Texarkana uh, University Eagles Women's volleyball. It's not even women's. Just volleyball team. Correct. Correct. It's been a long time since January fifteenth, isn't it? The day they announced you got hired. Absolutely, it's been a long time, but it's went by really quick. Has it? It has. It felt like yeah. it would drag. If I was, if it was in, if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, please let the season get started already. I mean, yeah, that's the exciting part. You know, you want to get it started, but right. I had so much to do, and so yeah, it went by really quick. I'm really intrigued about starting a program from zero, and we've kind of had this conversation over the years with guys like Steve Jones and Ryan Wall, and folks who have had to come in, and there's not, there's no balls, there's no jerseys, there's they're designed uniforms for what they're going to look like. How much of that process were you involved in? A little bit of all of it. Really? Yes. So I work with a lot of people at the university that help with, everyone has their own job, right? Right. We all stay in our own lanes, but um, everyone's there to help one another. So with jerseys and gear and things like that, we have uh, Marcy who works with that uh, for gear, uh, volleyball stuff. I work with AD. They Um, order that. Michael does that. Yeah. So there's... Here and there, everyone has their own job, but I got to say in some of it, most of it. So, yeah. So, well, let's talk about uniforms and jerseys. So, did you have a creative hand in that? I mean, obviously, the colors are already picked out. They've done mm-hmm. that before, but how much of your hand is in this? So, I create the jerseys. Did I get a uh, certain, like, prompt, like, here, here's the, what we order off right. of. Make everything myself. Say, hey, this is what we want. Uh, we get together um, and... We order it. Happy with what you've gotten? Yeah, I think it looks really nice. I think it looks good. All right, so when they break, now you're not home next weekend. No, when's your first home game? Uh, September. Couple weeks. It'll be first week of September. (laughs) Okay. So you'll break them out for the first home game, September. Mm -hmm. Home uniform, road uniform, vastly different. Yeah, so we have three different jerseys. We have a white jersey that'll be our home match jersey, and then we have maroon and black for away games. Oh. Or cardinal red, sorry, cardinal. No, black. Nobody else has used black, I don't think. They've all used kind of a navy and mm-hmm. and the cardinal or whatever, but yeah. they haven't used black, so that's intriguing. Yeah, it's black and gold. Looks nice. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, your actual job has been finding players. Mm-hmm. How has that process worked for you? Because you've been a head coach before mm-hmm. up in Illinois. How is the process down here different? Um, not knowing the area, that that was <laughs> yeah. different. Um, but going out and recruiting, going to club tournaments, having a lot of kids come to me. We had two large open gyms, and we had about thirty uh, student athletes come at each one of those open gyms. Okay. So I found the majority of my girls. I invited them to those, and they came. Really, found the majority of my girls who came to those. Well, is that normal? I mean, have you had that much success at open gym tryouts before? Um. I'd, 
Sometimes, yes. I mean, I think it really helps getting them on campus. You you get to meet them personally. They right. get to meet you, see if there's good connection there. They get to see the campus, see the um, all the wonderful people that work there, just to see if it's a good atmosphere for them. So that helps a lot. Now, there's lots of football tape out there. There's lots of basketball tape out there. I know in the middle of COVID, you were still in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Coaches and ADs didn't get out as much. They had to really rely on what can we find through Huddle or other services like that. So for volleyball coaches, is there a lot of tape out there? Did you do a lot of recruiting via tape, or did you start having to hit the road and just go introduce yourself to coaches? Uh, There is a lot of recruiting websites that I look at. Um, So that's where I started, recruiting websites. Um, Then inviting them, like, hey, where are you going to be playing if they're in high school, if they're in club? Hey, where are you going to play? I'll go visit them, go see them, and play in person. Um, I don't slowly, solely rely on tape, right? right, right. Everyone's going to put their best sure. film out there. So I want to see the good, bad, and the ugly, um, see if it's a good fit. What are you looking for on tape? Um, depends on the position. Okay. Um, but definitely effort. Okay. Good hustle. Um, effort is a huge thing for me. As long as I see them giving good effort and they're cheering after each point, their okay. enthusiasm with their teammates, are they being a good teammate? I feel like I get a lot of that off of film. It shows a lot. Do players, are they savvy enough to recognize I need to put that kind of thing on tape, not my best spike or not my best dig or not my best serve, but my best attitude? I'm not sure. Um, I think whoever is helping them definitely should be aware of those things. Right. Because, you know, if if I'm watching a girl, she gets a good swing, gets a kill, and she just walks away from her teammates, you know, is like, eh, you know, it was fine. That was a good swing. That's me. But isn't cheering, isn't right. loud, isn't excited with their teammates. Uh, you know, what kind of teammate is she being? I think it does show a lot. I saw that you recruited a bunch of different uh – groups of girls, freshmen, sophomores, juniors. How did you want to build your team? Um, I wanted the majority to be uh, junior transfers. Um, I definitely wanted an older team coming in because we're going to be playing against older teams, right? right? Teams that have been playing together for three or four years and we're going to be playing together for, what, 23 days, I think is what it was um, or what it is. Um, no, that's not right. 18 days. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, 18 days right. is what we'll get. Um, but yeah, so we have seven freshmen uh one sophomore and 10 junior transfers really i think so maybe nine junior transfers yes most from juco most all of them are juco yes juco transfers and are there a lot of juco kids looking around to to move i mean how how's that process work for you um well something pretty cool and exciting i brought three of the girls from illinois with me nice i I coached against them they were within my conference Ah. so Oh, that's weird, isn't it? (laughs) It is kind of weird, but so two of them came from the same team, played together. Another one came from a different team, but we're all within the same conference and brought them up here with me. So that's a really cool experience that we get to share with one another. So that's how I got them because we knew each other. Now, what's your sales pitch on that? I don't know. I just (laughs) was like, hey, I got a new job. You know, I've been coaching against you for three years or 
two years, however long that they've been there. Um, and I think that you'd be a really good good player for sure. me. And they're like, yeah, I mean, you've always had a good team coach. You know, we've we've liked uh, how you've coached, and we want to we want to be a part of this. Oh, so. you're making enemies back at home, aren't you? Probably, yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't care. It no, doesn't I'm here matter now. now. It doesn't matter. That's terrible. Madeline Holford is the uh, volleyball coach over at Tamu T, and we're getting ready for their opener next week. You're on the road next week, the Aggie Classic. Mm-hmm. Where is that again now? Oklahoma Panhandle State University. Oh, boy. Okay. It's in Goodwill, Oklahoma. All right. So do we know anything about anybody we're playing next week? Um, I do. You do? Um, okay. So we are playing some pretty good NAIA teams. Avila, is, I think, is where you open, isn't it? Is Avila yeah, in there? Yeah. Yes. Um, pretty good NAIA teams. Um, we'll get four matches that weekend, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a really good place to show where we're at um starting out the season now what's the difference you're you're nai here where where you were in quincy what was the level they were i was at a junior junior college so as you're looking now i know you said you brought some of the girls from the same conference with you but i know you haven't seen the red river athletic conference in person Mm -hmm. yet but what's your expectation about the difference maybe from what you're going to see than what you saw last year in the past couple of years um, definitely faster pace. Okay. Uh, this will definitely be faster pace. We'll see bigger girls. Um, I think just higher competition level for sure. Are we up for that? I definitely girls think so. Um, I'm very proud of what my team has done in the last two weeks. We have come in. They are all, like I said, really good teammates. Right. Um, they all support one another. Um, the minute they stepped on the court – we had a goal we have our goal right um and we're set out to accomplish that um and they've all done a very good job now how's scholarshiping working for volleyball what can you give them um academic and athletic scholarships. okay mm-hmm. all right so how many scholarships do you have athletically for your volleyball team um i think in total i think maybe it's 10 you have 10 and I'm how many sure. girls do you have on your team 16 but okay. i can split that right up gotcha, as gotcha. much as i want mm-hmm. right intriguing this is an interesting process. It was the first time we've gone through this at the college level here, so we're all kind of learning on the fly here. Um, how excited are you going to be on, on the home opener? Uh, excited, a little bit nervous, right? just probably how the girls are going to be, but I honestly think the gym's going to be packed, so that will help the atmosphere. I think a lot of people are super excited. I've had so many people come up to me on campus and just out in the community say like, hey, we're so excited. I know nothing about volleyball, right. but I want to come watch and I want to come learn. So I think we'll have a lot of support. So that's great. You know, we've had some pretty good volleyball programs in town mm-hmm. for the at the high school level and, and regionally pretty good volleyball. Not great. Pleasant Grove has been really good over the years, but, but we've been pretty good here. So I feel like there's some of the community that's got a pretty good idea already about volleyball. My daughter played it when she was in high school. But you're right. Most of the people are football fans. And volleyball kind of is, okay, well, you're the first time we've had a coach in here for volleyball in I can't tell you how long. It's just kind of the way it works, unfortunately. But I think you're right. You're part of the college community, and that really is where the draw needs to come, isn't it? we got to get the student body involved. Yeah, and that's where we're going to get you know the loud atmosphere, yep. the – crazy baseball boys you know yelling at the other side we need that kind of atmosphere but definitely getting the other student athletes and other student po- uh, population in and supporting us will be super helpful and we'll do the same for them for so. folks who don't get it energy in the gym matters doesn't it yeah if it's dead your team's yeah. gonna be dead that's yeah, hard to that. build up the energy just all on your own we don't want that you build from the crowd yeah 
Who's helping? You got an assistant coach? I do not. It's just no. It's just, just you. Me. I have some student um, helpers, some okay. volunteers. So that's been good. Um, but yeah, on my own. You're this it. Year. Now, yeah. where did you play? I played at Jury University. That's a D2 school in Springfield, Missouri. So you're a Midwestern girl. Yes. Okay. Where'd so you grow up? Mountain Grove, Missouri. It's okay. about an hour from Springfield, Missouri. Okay. So welcome to Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Have you had the work, the right wardrobe for this weather so far? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But shorts. The gym, the gym is freezing. <laughs> is it real? I I literally wear a hoodie and <laughs> shorts every day, so it's weird. I step into the gym, put on my you oh. know warm my warm clothes, right. and then outside Out- I gotta take it all off. Oh, it's, it's been a horrible <laughs> summer. You're probably dying coming from the Midwest, saying this is what I came to: a hundred degrees every day and never raining. I mean, coming from Illinois, right? Yes, that is huge difference, but. Missouri, I feel like it's not that. Like, big where's of a Quincy? Uh, it's right by on the Mississippi River. Okay, so you're right oh, by, far southern. Mm-hmm, yeah, right beside uh, Hannibal, Missouri. Gotcha. And about two hours from St. Louis. Yeah, so you're yeah just across the mm-hmm. river, aren't you? Yep. In fact, I remember, is Qu- Quincy's on the way. If you're taking the uh, interstate up, isn't it? I think it's on the way. Ish, yes. Yeah, because I think cause my my family lives in Wisconsin. Which, you know, I shouldn't even like you because <laughs> we always joke that Illinois people can't drive. I, I'm not an Illinois person, I think person, that's though. Chicago, though. Missouri. That's right. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, smooth move right there. <laughs> smooth move. All right, so, right. so, Coach Halford, as you're here now, you got to give us a little uh, Cowboy fan, yes or no? No. What's your football team? Kansas City Chiefs. See, it's hard to argue yeah. with that. Mahomes is kind of from around yeah. here, White House, so... I can't argue with that. Baseball? Yeah. Who do you like? Don't like baseball. Don't like baseball. Sorry, He's no. a big baseball guy. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. She's great. She doesn't like the Cowboys, so she's good in my book. No, we were talking. I don't know if you saw this clip. I'm going to ask you as a coach because we, we'll let you get out of here then. We had the kid that was hit by a pitch the other day. I don't know if you saw this on TV. In, in the helmet yes. right here? Yes. Went to first base. Went to the other kid who was pitching, who had hit him, who was so upset still. Kind of wrapped his arms around him. Man, it's okay. I'm okay. Let's, let's play. Yeah. What's your take on... Your kid at first base, your player, going over there and, and, and kind of boosting up the other kid. I think that's being good sportsmanship, uh, being a good person. Okay. And yeah. I, what about I the think competitor in you? You can still be competitive and still have good sportsmanship. Thank you. He's like, <laughs> no, no, you can't go over there. No, he's on the ropes. He's emotional now. Now we can score 10 runs I off mean, him. He's still going to be emotional after you go check on him, right? He's going to be like, oh, some kid on See? the other team, like, that was nice, but oh my gosh, I about died. Right. So it he's matter- still going to be shooken up. <laughs> it matters where you are. One game from the Little League World Series uh, makes the difference. <laughs> See, I'm a human. So are you. He's yeah. not. He's a cyborg. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Unbelievable. Madeline, it's great visiting with you. I want to remind folks, first games now are going to be on the road, so you're out of town mm-hmm. for the beginning. Next, what, Friday and Saturday, I believe yes. so? Yes, we'll be on the road. We're leaving on Thursday the 18th. Okay. First matches will be Friday the 19th and Saturday the 20th. Okay. Um, and then, then we have another away match on Wednesday the 31st. All right, so you're getting a lot of games in here quick. Yes. Okay. And then our first home match will be first week of September, and I'll have to find that okay. date. Well, you Saturday? I'm not sure. That's all right. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, make sure we talk about it. Give me a second. I can uh, we can do you. that, too. Okay. First uh, trip with the girls on the bus is coming up on Thursday. I think they're excited. They're this, ready to go. These are important, aren't they? Yeah, that's team bonding. Yes, because yeah. these are girls that don't know each other. Mm-hmm. How, when, when did you get the girls all finally on campus? Uh, August 1st. So they've only known each other for less than two weeks. Yep. That first trip on the bus matters a great deal, doesn't it? Yeah. 
And Nobody. we've done a lot of team bonding activities and stuff like that because, like I said, we've had – we'll get 18 days together. Other right. teams have had three years, four years, however long, 18 days. So I really drilled that into my team. So right. We don't have the luxury of time. Um, so we have to get in here and get at it, and we – yeah. I, <laughs> you got to go do it. It's just you that simple. Play. Yeah. We, Everything's learning curve right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It got you picked eighth in the conference. You see this? I did. Well, hey, you, we're not last. You hate you. Hate, you said, "Oh, hey, we're not last." Hey, we're not last. Oh, but they'll, they'll do better than that. They no, won't be eighth. No, I don't think so either. No but um, I figured that we'd be last because yeah. you know they know You'll, nothing no, about us. Exactly. Why wouldn't we be last? No. Um, well, that's kind of a. You got to take that pretty good. Yeah. Or whoever's ninth has got to be really bad. Yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like that would be hurtful. I know, it? right? They don't What's know a... nothing about this team, and I'm last? Yeah. Brand new program just got here. We don't know. And we're behind them? Yeah. How'd that happen? That, that's a little hurtful. Uh, anyway, we're really excited. And uh, can't wait to get you guys uh, actually up on the court. And uh, we'll get some girls in here. Once you guys start playing... Yeah, that'd be you, great. You come back and bring a couple of your players as you're uh, running unbeaten season and all that. Okay, yeah. Shocking the Red River Athletic Conference. <laughs> Madeline Halford, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for We're going to take me. a break. We'll come right back. Leaving the Yard, Chuck Zach, Dodger Danny Williams. Quick break. We'll come back. Last segment next here on Leaving the Yard. On the Fan 107.9. Consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Nicola Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicola Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forest... All right, got about a minute and a half left before we're out of here on the Friday version of Leaving the Yard. Appreciate Madeline Halford from uh, Tamu T for coming out here. We will keep an eye on volleyball as they get ready to go. Uh, tonight we got a little high school football going on. Scrimmage time for Pleasant Grove. They're on the road against uh, Mount Pleasant tonight. So we'll get our uh, second of the four schools in town actually on the field playing Liberty Isle last night, PG. This week, next week it'll be... Uh, Texas High and Longview, and also tonight Hooks in Atlanta. Hooks in Atlanta. There yeah, you and go. if you want to, you want to get in. You got to bring some uh, uh, clothes washing soap. That's the, your way of getting in. They call they're calling it the soap bowl. The and so, soap bowl. Yeah, you so see, you can donate. Should some, it be the soap dish? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> You're just donating uh, detergent for clothes. Yeah, I think they're nice. donating it to you know some charitable cause. Monday, Arkansas High's got Ashdown, so we'll have all four schools that'll have scrimmaged up by uh, next Thursday, Friday. I think Texas High's game is Thursday, the 18th. Yeah, so at we'll Longview. Have, Always yeah. go down to Longview. Well, so. they were up here. Longview came up here a couple of years ago, the year of the fight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's been two years in a row down there, so. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. Got to get a game in yeah. any way you can. Anyway, um, before we get out of here real quick, the uh, NIT made an announcement today on their new locations with an S. No more Madison Square Garden. COVID hit them pretty hard. They didn't get a year in, which, of course, the NCAA didn't either. Um they moved to Dallas in 2020, I believe it was, back to uh, Madison, or 2021, back to Madison Square Garden last year, and going to move it. It's going to be in Vegas and then Indianapolis and may never be back at Madison Square Garden again. Get it to places that are, you know, booming with basketball. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, New York. New York, you have it, but, you know, in Indianapolis, it's huge, and in, in Vegas, a lot of a lot of conference tournaments are there because, yeah. you know, you just have everything there. You know, it was always the, the fear of having that with gambling. That's now gone. Yep. All right. It's good seeing you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Knocked another one out. Yep. All right. Tony Kirk will be back on Monday. Kevin Carpenter in for Kirk and Company Monday morning. We'll be back in the studio Monday afternoon. We'll do it again right here. I'm leaving the yard. On the fan, 1079. You guys have a great weekend. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty.